Merry Christmas again to you all. As we uh, start this afternoon, I'd like to ask a question. How many of you would say that you are planners? I'm not saying you're a control freak, but you know that you like to have a plan. Hands in the air. You like to have a plan. These people that have their hands up have had their Christmas shopping done for months. Amen. (laughs) The people that didn't raise their hand may be praying that a package rise before Christmas Day. It may be too late. Don't worry. I'm only going to keep you an hour. The mall will still be open when I'm done because there's a good chance that you need to go shopping. What I want to do today is look at a few verses from Matthew's gospel. And I'm going to talk about that passage and then I'm going to give you one thing. Just one thing that you can take away from this afternoon that I pray will bless your life. Everyone has had to alter their plans at some point in life, whether you are a planner or not. No matter how much you are a planner, no matter how much you plan ahead, everyone has had to alter their plans because there are things that you can't see coming. Change causes stress for those of us who are planners. Non-planners, you just kind of roll with it and you're okay. But everyone has thought at one point or another in their lives, I didn't see that coming. Often it depends on the size of the change, right? Some deviations from the plan, that's a, that's a term you planners use, uh, are easy to roll with. And others kind of knock the wind out of your sail a little bit. It's bigger. I know for a fact that some of you are dealing with an empty chair this Christmas. This is your first Christmas without a loved one. And it's just not the same. You didn't plan for this. Some of you are recovering from a surgery or you got some medical news and some reports back and it has changed this season for you. Others of you got wonderful news, an unforeseen blessing. You found out you were expecting, or you got a bonus or a raise at work, and God has blessed you tremendously. Maybe you know what you're getting for Christmas, and you're just so excited, but you have to hide it because you snooped. (laughs) You have to act like it was unexpected tomorrow, yeah. Uh, Surprises can be good or bad. Occasionally, when you don't see things coming, it can rattle your faith and leave you wondering, God, where are you in all of this? I believe Mary and Joseph experienced a time like that at the Savior's birth, and we don't even know the half of it. The scripture I want to read is from Matthew's gospel, verses 18 through 25. Let me read that. This is how... Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. 
As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill with the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. That short passage, it's like seven verses, covers almost a year's worth of time. All the way from like the engagement period to the birth of Jesus. There is more to this story that is between the lines of these verses. And we know nothing about it. For example, let's, let's play with this a little bit this afternoon. How did Mary and Joseph meet? Did they meet at the synagogue? What Was it youth group? <laughs> um, did their families know one another? Did Mary's father used to go into Joseph's father's carpenter shop and buy things, get supplies? Did, did Mary's father look in the back and see some scrapping young man and say to Joseph's father, you know what? I have a beautiful daughter. Do you think Joe back there would like to meet her? What was Joseph's favorite job as a carpenter? What was his favorite wood to work with? Where did he take Mary on their first date? Did Mary bring a few of her friends along just in case Joseph was like, oh, please, uh, that is not happening? Was she excited when she found out Joseph had a job? Did her last crush play video games 24-7 and live in his parents' basement? Uh, okay, probably not. Um, where did they get engaged? Did, when did Joseph know? Like all of the other guys in this room, when did Joseph know that Mary was the one that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with? At some point, an engagement was set up. The dowry was paid, which is like buying a big rock. A date was probably set. Ceremonies, plans were being made. Who was in charge of the wedding plans? Mary or Mary's mom? What dreams did Mary and Joseph talk about while they were engaged? Did they talk about how many kids they wanted? Did they pick names? You know this happens. Did they want to stay in Nazareth where Joseph's business was or go out someplace else on their own? There was so much that we don't know that is in between the lines of these seven verses. But like all engaged couples, Mary and Joseph had hopes and dreams. They made plans. And then one day it happened. Mary is off by herself and an angel shows up. 
And he tells her that she has found favor with God and that she will give birth to a son. And Mary literally says, um, excuse me, you may not realize this, but Joey and I aren't married yet. And like, we're not, you know, doing it. And the angel says, no, 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 no. You will conceive the child by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Can you imagine the conversation that followed with Joseph? We have to because it's not recorded. But it's in between the lines of these seven verses. Mary goes to tell Joseph. Maybe she's excited. Maybe she's nervous. And she tells them that God has chose them to raise the Messiah. That they were going to be the parents of a son named Jesus. And oh, by the way, she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit, of course. Let's ask another question. Who thinks Joseph's excited? And who thinks Joseph is freaking out? Yeah, Joseph is freaking out. We're not told what he said. It's between the lines. But he might have said, pregnant by the Holy Spirit? Are you kidding me? Mary, I was not born yesterday. You see, these were real people with real responses, real hopes and dreams and plans. This isn't a fairy tale. They had real life responses. Look at verse, verses 18 and 19 again with me. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. You see, that's how... The Bible records it, but there's a, there's a whole lot between the lines there. Because if you read between the lines, it hit the fan. He has crushed all their hopes, all their dreams, gone. Man, everybody knew they were going to get married. The invitations had been sent. The synagogue was reserved. How is he going to tell his parents, his friends? And the real kicker, he loved her. He trusted her. They picked baby names together, and she cheated. In that day, an engagement was so serious, you actually needed a divorce to break an engagement. And Joseph is undoubtedly thinking, man, I never saw this coming. And think of where Mary would have been as she tried to explain this to Joseph. Joseph, I, I swear, I didn't cheat on you. I'm telling you the truth. An angel told me that I was going to have a baby and that we were supposed to name him Jesus. I know, Joseph, we didn't pick that name. But the angel said, there is no other guy. Joseph, the Holy Spirit did this to me. Mary had no clue that saying yes to God would lead to all this. Her life from 
in her mind as a 14-year-old girl is probably over. She's thinking, I'm going to be a single mom begging to support myself. People are going to talk about me behind my back. And the worst part, she loved him. She loved him. And now he hates her. You know what she's thinking. God, I didn't see this coming. I didn't think things would go this way. God, it's not fair. Have you ever had one of those conversations with God? God, this isn't fair. Like right before Christmas, God, really? What are you, what are you doing? Where are you? Why aren't you fixing this? God, I didn't see this coming. See, I don't even have to give you examples because everybody's had these experiences in life. I told you at the beginning I was going to give you one truth, one point that you could take away from this message. And I pray that God plants this deep in your soul. Uh, there are some pens in your chairs. If you want to write this down someplace, write it down. You don't have to understand the plans of God to trust that he has one. Let me say that again. You don't have to understand the plans of God to trust that he has one. Proverbs 19.21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. I don't know what plans that Mary and Joseph actually had before the angel showed up. I don't know if they picked names. I don't know if they had a wedding day. We have to imagine what's between those lines. I do know that when God showed up, all their plans went out the window. Because Joseph thought the best option was to divorce Mary, to break the engagement off. Can you imagine Joseph's surprise when the angel broke in on him? And we, we don't know how long. This was after Mary heard from the angel. Can you imagine Joseph's surprise when the angel said, look at verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He's probably thinking, are you telling me she's telling the truth? And God, you're in on this? God's plan, his purpose, was revealed to Joseph in the very next verse. It says this, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is the last thing Joseph wanted. What, the thing that he thought was total disaster, ended up being the best gift God ever gave to the world. Redemption, salvation, a second chance to be right with God. I wish I had the words to convey to you just how crazy God is for you. He loves everything about you. The Bible says he knew you and formed you while you were still in your mother's womb. Scripture calls you a masterpiece of God. Some people think, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm too short, I'm too fat, I don't have a whole lot of hair. Yeah, that's just me. Um, 
But God doesn't care. He doesn't see anything you see as a flaw, as a flaw. He loves you. And his love runs deeper than just your appearance. He knows everything about you. He knows your hopes. He knows your dreams. He knows your talents and abilities. He knows your sin. He knows your fears and your doubts. Jesus knows your issues, and he loves you anyway. And he has a plan for your life. He has a plan that deals with your issues, and it is good. It's better than you could ever imagine. Look at Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a promise you can hold on to. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. God knew all the things that you didn't see coming ahead of time. And the answer is no, he didn't cause them all. His foreknowledge doesn't mean he like puppets people through time. He is outside of time, in the eternal present. He sees all, knows all. But God loves you so much, and he is so good that he can take everything that you have done, everything that has happened to you, things that you didn't see coming, and weave them into his good plan for your life. Just because we can't always see or understand the plans of God does not mean he doesn't have one. He does, and it's good. I don't think Mary and Joseph ever got to the place where they saw their plans become a reality. After Jesus' birth, they ended up making like a trek to Egypt. They gave birth in a stable. Uh, There was no doctor, no inn, no birthing room, no nice music playing, not even clean linens. They fled to Egypt because Herod wanted Jesus dead. We are never told What happens to Joseph? But he is oddly absent in the rest of the biblical story. After Jesus is about 12, he disappears. Did he die? Was Mary a widow? It appears so because Jesus asked John to take care of Mary while he was hanging on the cross. That's normally a husband's job. Mary, the virgin who said yes to having God's son, now widowed and alone, looked on as her son hung on the the cross and died. These are real people. You know what Mary's thinking. God, this isn't fair. He didn't do anything wrong. God, he did everything right. I did everything you asked. Why is this happening? Make it stop. No mom should ever have to bury their son. She didn't plan for this. Mary and Joseph never got to see their plans become a reality, but just because they didn't understand God's plans doesn't mean he didn't have them. Let me tell you what God's plan was. His plan was you. Everyone says during this season that Jesus is the reason for the season. True enough, 
But that's from our perspective. I think if we asked God, he would say, no, you are the reason for this season. You are the reason I sent my son. John 3.16 says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is how the angel said it. And she will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This Christmas, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus, because God's plan was you. His desire is that you know him and love him. He was the greatest gift ever given. The question is, will you receive him? Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. And Father, we thank you that your plan was us, that your love for us was so great, that you wanted us to be with you forever. And we celebrate the best gift that was ever given this night. May we share Jesus with everyone that we meet, because God, that's your plan for us. Thank you for being for us, for having a plan when we don't understand. Thank you that you are trustworthy, God, and you are faithful. And all God's people said, amen. amen.